0: You're listening to the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast, where we aim to simplify online business so you can make more money. Now, here's your host, Derek Gale.
1: Welcome to the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast. This is your host, Derek Gale. And today I'm interviewing a, a really longtime internet marketer and online entrepreneur, uh, also a best selling author of, I believe, uh, 12-plus books now, and uh, today we're going to be focused on one of those books, one of the areas that he's uh, a leader, an expert, and authority in, and that is Twitter. And the gentleman I'm referring to is Mr. Joel Calm. Joel, thank you for taking the time to be here today.
0: Oh, it's my pleasure, and it's been so long since we've spoken, Derek, so this is uh, great to catch up.
1: Yeah, it's, it has been a long time. You know, it's, it's funny... And I was just having this conversation. In the world of internet marketing, we can follow each other so easily, right? So it's like, yeah, I see what's going on. I feel like I've been following you and we've been in contact. But then you realize that years go by and you haven't actually spoken. Yeah, so, that was
0: actually stalking, Derek. Not, oh, not... <laughs>
1: right. Okay. Sorry. Sometimes I blur the two. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's okay. I'll call your parole officer. We're going to care of
1: Oh, good. Thanks for that. I appreciate it. <laughs> Just to note, for everybody listening, I don't have a parole officer. <laughs> no, it's really, it's true, though,
0: because, you know, with social media, we watch, you know, we, we follow a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, and it does feel like we're more connected to more people than ever before. And that's one of the reasons I love social so much.
1: Yeah, and, and, and it is. It's amazing how connected you can be to so many people. I mean, you got to think our our circle of influence, our circle of friends, people that we... Prior to social media was so small comparatively to what it is now and how many people we're following. Now... Let's let's. First of all, before we jump into this, Joel, you've been online now for uh, ever, uh, forever, <laughs> for 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 flipping ever. Um, uh, give us a little bit of your background. How did you get started online? Uh, to becoming, a, you know, the AdSense guru, to becoming a best-selling author, to becoming this Twitter authority, and so on and so on.
0: Well, if we set the Wayback Machine truly way back to where it began, it was in 1980 when I was uh, 16 years old, and I used my savings from uh, my job at the food court to buy a TRS-80 Model 1 computer with 4K of RAM, Uh, no hard drive, (laughs) no disk drive. It had a a cassette player that you would use to save and load programs from. And I had a 300 baud modem, Uh, which was incredibly slow, one of those coupler modems where you would dial, and then you would listen for the sound on the phone, you'd put your receiver on the coupler, and it would communicate with BBSs, bulletin board services. So technically, I've been dialing into the online world for 35 years. Uh, It was in 1995 that I launched my first website 20 years ago, and that website just turned 20 years old, uh, worldvillage.com, and it's getting ready to go through a whole new update, and, and uh, face uh, uh, chain, doing a facelift on it, and some new direction, and so I've been doing this for a long time, and man, now do I feel old.
1: Wow, okay, so World Village launched in 1995.
0: Yeah, do there you... was only 18,000 sites that <laughs> year, <your> Derek, 18, <laughs> That was my
1: question, yeah. how many sites were there, 18,000 websites yeah. in 95, I mean, God, that was back in the days of Netscape, and Alta Vista, and... Oh, wow. That's yeah, awesome.
0: FrontPage wasn't even Microsoft FrontPage yet. I have a boxed edition of FTP FrontPage. It was the, the initial one before Microsoft bought it and, of course, turned it into a, a web designing platform. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, a long time ago in a galaxy that really doesn't seem that far away, but I've seen uh, a lot over the past 20 years, and it's been a fun ride.
1: Yeah, wow. I, yeah, Yes, you have. Now, you have become as the internet's evolved you've you've become an expert in so many different things you've authored was i right when i said 12 books
0: yeah you actually you nailed it 12 physical books and 40 plus ebooks or special reports uh, that are all digital
1: okay so now we're going to talk about Twitter today. What, what if you had to define yourself? How would you defi- Where is your expertise? What is your passion?
0: You know, it's it's a really great question. In fact, I'm working on a blog entry cuz I had another interview last week where somebody said, "How would you define yourself?" And <laughs> it's when you you know, you you hear the silly terms that people bat around, entrepreneur, renaissance man, you know, creative, whatever. And I'm like, that's not I don't see myself as any of that. I see myself as a a guy with a pail and a shovel looking for a sandbox to play in, and I think it's that that openness to explore, to pay attention to the bright, shiny objects and the things that I find stimulating and interesting, and then being willing to take a risk and try something new. And I think that's why I've been able to cover so much ground and, and do so many different things is because of the curiosity and the excitement I have over new technologies. Like right now, I am so pumped about live video streaming. I think that that live streaming online is the new blogging. It is the new platform for content creation, and it is the it is what podcasting was you know, three years ago when mm-hmm. people were really starting to beat the drum. And there's so many that still haven't caught on to podcasting. Uh, obviously, you have, but many haven't. And I think video streaming is the next thing. And I'm starting to conduct my interviews via live video stream using services like Blab.im. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and if you haven't seen it yet, Derek, I might be telling you something new because it's it's so fresh. This like takes – it goes beyond – what we're hearing about Meerkat and Periscope to a level where now it's like Google Hangouts done right where you can interview and bring guests on and, and uh, powerful stuff.
1: Okay, okay. So now we're, we're totally going off on a tangent, but I want to know about this, okay? Yes, Cause, that's cause, what I do. Yeah, and that's all. I love tangents. I'm always on these. And, and so let, let's see where this takes us. We'll get to Twitter eventually. Um, Twitter will still be there. So If not,
0: you know, go buy my book. Twitter yeah, that's Power exactly 3.0. It's all <laughs> <Perfect>. in there.
1: <laughs> so, okay, so... Uh, you know, I I have been using Periscope and uh, there's Meerkat and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all that's all really restricted to mobile. Now tell me about this blab IM I am yeah. because I I agree. I mean, live real time is kind of the way Google Hangouts exists, but I, it's not my favorite. Curtain right. Stress. And
0: it's not a lot of people's favorite. And when I say, of course, you know, Google, they experiment and they try stuff, but they don't really listen to feedback. They do what they want to do. And then they usually end up failing in so many ways. You <laughs> Google know, Plus. Go, yeah. Google <laughs> Plus going down yeah. the drain, Wave, Buzz, Orkut. I mean, the list of the Google graveyard, that cemetery is, is filling up. Google Helpouts, great technology, but they didn't know how to market it. Yeah. It was fantastic, but they had to, they shut it down because they gave up. And they really need to be contacting people like you and me who are marketers to say, "All right, how do we get this out there?" Yeah. Uh, but so what the blab.im is is a simple platform where anybody with a webcam and a microphone can set up their own blab and unlike Meerkat and Periscope where it's pretty much just you talking to whoever is watching your stream and perhaps you engaging with the comments, this allows you to have up to four people Take a seat, so yourself and up to three others, mm-hmm. uh, and you decide who's sitting in the seat or not. So kind of it's like a two by two grid, and there's a chat window on the side. So the people that are watching or engaging and asking questions, there's a tweet button and a Twitter stream on the left side of it. And they're just, it's in beta still. They're just beginning, but um, uh, I gotta tell you. Where I did not ever want to conduct interviews on Google Hangouts. Mm -hmm. I participated in a lot, but I never wanted to conduct my own. I saw this and I thought, this is it. These guys get it. And this is a powerful platform. And so I've already begun recording my uh, Joel Com show, which was a podcast only on this platform. Uh, And when you, you, so you can record it. And when your show is done uh, and you end it, It sends you a link immediately to a high-quality MP3 and a high-quality MP4, so you can have the video of the whole thing as well. And what's really impressive, Derek, is the video quality of the recording, I believe, is superior to what I'm seeing on my screen while I'm recording it because I'm dealing with the streaming issues, you know, of people being recorded going through their pipe and my pipe, but they're pulling it in directly from each person's connection, and so the quality of the video is really pretty good.
1: Wow. All right. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I, I'm I'm testing it out. So, Well, if you
0: want to see it, I know that the recording of what we're talking about now, your members will hear later. But uh, if you want to join me this afternoon um, at uh, 3 Mountain Time, I'm interviewing Michael Stelzner on blab.im, go over to my Facebook page and you'll see a link to it and you can join and then you can put the link in the show notes so people who are listening to us later can go see what it looks like.
1: For sure, absolutely. And what page was that?
0: Uh, it's blab.im yeah. forward slash Joel Com, and it'll show you the shows that I have scheduled or it'll show you if I'm on air. And they, they have this cool little thing, you can see the shows and you can actually subscribe to the show mm-hmm. and get a little notification when it's starting. So that you can click the link and come on in. I, I I love it and I'm telling you right now that the live streaming is the new blogging and I think Blab I am has struck gold.
1: Wow. It sounds like it. It sounds like they've they yeah. They've pulled together what needs to be pulled together mm-hmm. and uh, and have done it right. And and just as a side note, reliability has been solid.
0: Yeah, so far. I mean, there's always issues. It depends on uh, the individual's connection. Sure. So if you've got somebody that's got a horrible connection, then of course that's going to be reflected in the stream and you kick them from the seat and you bring somebody you know else in. But most yeah. of us have yeah. you know good connections and they just launched the first iOS app so you can actually do it not just from your desktop, but also from your phone now. Now, I haven't tried it from my phone. It's the first release. It's still beta. I'm a little concerned. Uh, but I've watched some others from my phone
1: okay, great. you Fantastic. will be
0: blabbing soon derek i will so... i will be
1: <laughs> we'll I be blabbers wait. we'll blabber absolutely for, for sure okay all right so let's uh let's reel our back ourselves back in from that very valuable tangent um and a little look into the future of of where I think a lot of online interviews stuff like that are going now let's go back to twitter all right and and this is where I want to pick your brain because you know twitter's uh, I, I talk to so many people and they say I, I don't get it right like how how do I use this thing I know what it is I mean most people know what t- Twitter is right hundred forty characters microblogging <laughs> how do I use this to grow my business right you know we see the celebrities we see uh, you know authors people that have following <clears throat> news sites stuff like that utilizing it and you kind of go yeah that makes sense but how is the average small business going to use it to a get more customers, B, sell more stuff to existing customers?
0: Okay, great questions. And and I think, you know, when you say we know what Twitter is, I think if you were to ask a hundred people what is Twitter, you're probably going to get about twenty different answers with a hundred different flavors of yeah. what it is, right? Because everybody yeah. perceives what it is but really all social media is really real world engagement just created on a unique platform you know that's got features that are unique to that but you know is a, is an overall philosophy towards all social not just twitter these are real people on the other side of every device every computer with their own stuff their own personality their hopes dreams fears wishes failures Um, aspirations, experiences. And so a starting mindset for any business is to understand you're not dealing with the platform, you're dealing with the people. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately, none of us are really in the business of selling a product or service. We might wrap what we do in a product or service, but we're in the business of serving people. And when people approach When we as business people approach social media as how do I use this platform, they're losing sight of the goal of what it is they're wanting to do. The real question is how do I serve people using Twitter, not how do I sell more products or services? Uh, I think those who really get social and Twitter in particular approach it with a relationship-oriented mindset. Mm -hmm. Saying, how do I use this platform to create the most value? How do I engage in existing conversation and bring value to that conversation? And how do I become a conversation starter that other people will want to engage with? Because it's all about like, know, and trust, right? We've heard this mantra again and again, like me, know me, trust me, pay me. And it's got to be done in that order. So if we apply it to Twitter... Uh, Derek, when we like somebody on Twitter, what's the first action we do?
1: Uh, when we like somebody on Twitter. Yeah, we, we
0: follow them, right? Yeah. We yeah. click that follow button says, Okay, I'm gonna give I like you enough to listen to what you have to say. Sure. So we follow the tweets and we then discover from what this person tweets out or what this brand tweets. Are they bringing value? Are they sharing content? Are they engaging with me? Are they asking questions, answering questions? Are the links that they're posting valuable? Or are they just talking about themselves? Are they just saying, buy my stuff? So from what people post after we follow them, we can decide as we get to know them whether we trust them or not. And if we don't trust them, odds are we're going to unfollow them. They won't mm-hmm. th- That conversation won't continue because we perceive it was never there in the first place. But if they do a good job of sharing real life themselves, what their concerns are, what their concerns are for us, providing value and engaging in real relationship as human beings, we like them, we get to know them, we begin to trust them, and it's a very short hop. From trust to transaction. Mm -hmm. So one of the biggest mistakes people make on Twitter is signing up for their Twitter account and hopping on the soapbox in the middle of town square, pulling out their megaphone and saying, buy my stuff, which of course turns everybody off. It's not like media was in, uh, you know, when we were growing up, you turn on the TV, there's an advertisement In a call to action. You open a newspaper, there's your articles, and there's ads. Turn on the radio, listen to your show, and there's ads with a call to action. Social media isn't like that. It's a conversation. And so in its simplest form, with my very long-winded reply, it's about engaging in real human conversation with other real
1: humans. Okay. So – Here's a question that I get a lot, a question, I, frankly, I've asked. Why would I use Twitter and Facebook?
0: Yeah, it's a great question, and, and it's a question you have to ask yourself first and foremost. Uh, before I say everybody should be on Twitter, I want to preclude this by saying don't let anybody should on you, right? <laughs> we, we, we're, we're all free agents. We're all uh, adults. Um, and, and we decide throughout our lives what we'll do and what we won't do. <clears throat> and if I listened to every guru that told me what I should do just in the social media realm, it would mean that I'd have to be <clears throat> on Facebook both personally and posting as a page. And I'd have to be advertising and I'd have to be on Twitter and I'd have to be on LinkedIn and on YouTube and on Pinterest and on Instagram and on Meerkat and Periscope and Blab and Google Plus and stumble upon and slide share and oh my gosh the list goes on and on and on and we could completely be overwhelmed and lose ourselves. So I don't want to should anybody and tell them that if you're not on Twitter you're making a huge mistake. I will say that Twitter has 300 million active users and if you are a business person especially seeking to reach consumers This is where people are going to have a drink, right? If Twitter is the water cooler of our time, uh, and I like to characterize it that way because the water cooler gives us a visual of getting up from your desk, uh, stretching your legs, going to get a drink from the cooler, and talking, having brief conversations with your coworkers that are also at the water cooler. And those conversations could be quite varied. Uh, they could be talking about you know, the Walking Dead show from last night. They could be talking about the football game. People could be talking about politics. They could be talking about their spouses, their kids, their dogs. At work, they might even be talking about something that's happening at the office. But the point is, is they're talking, and they're talking about anything and everything. And so Twitter is very much like that, where there are millions of conversations that are taking place. And if as a business person, people are talking about your type, your, at least your genre of products, what what it is that they need, what it is they want. And they may be talking about you in particular in your brand. So by not being on Twitter, One, you're ignoring the conversation that's taking place when you could be inserting yourself, bringing value to the conversation, and helping people with your products and services. And if you're not on Twitter, your competitors probably are. And they're entering that conversation where you may not be. And so ignoring where people are going in order to have the conversation uh, could be perilous for a business that doesn't pay attention to it.
1: Okay. So So okay, so now taking a step back here, you just finished, well, authored and and I think it launched a few months back, Twitter Power 3.0, correct? Correct.
0: That's right. So
1: that means there was a 2.0 and a
0: 1.0. <laughs> That's correct.
1: So <laughs> How is Twitter evolving and changing comparatively today, in, in versus your three versus what it was in one point
0: Yeah, well, and actually, of course, there wasn't a one point it was just Twitter Power. Who, you know, right. we didn't know it, it would be so successful, <laughs> and, and we would require an update a year later. Uh, and what's really funny, Derek, is that version, that one point version that came out in two thousand and nine. I wrote it in two thousand eight. Came out in two thousand nine. Hardcover book is still. Uh, No book on Twitter since that time or before then has sold as many copies as that first one. Um, And I think that even though Twitter has grown exponentially in terms of use, I think that people believe they understand how to use it for business. But Mm -hmm. I think this is also why we're seeing so many people fail, because the assumptions that they have about social media and what Twitter is are erroneous. So, uh, ver- the first book came out in 2009. We updated it in 2010, and then five years later, we've got Twitter Power 3.0. And in that time, Twitter uh, has grown to 300 million monthly active users, uh, which has probably multiplied. I would, I want to say six, six times since I wrote the last book. Mm-hmm. And now it's not uncommon to have celebrities with tens of millions of followers twitter has become ubiquitous in media Uh, you know if a tv program or a movie doesn't have follow us on twitter act or a hashtag you know then they're they're totally you know 2010 they're missing the boat Um, and more brands than ever are engaging and interacting with their customers on twitter and so uh, there's also been new features such as Uh, Retweet quotes that allow you to add 116 characters to a retweet that you're sharing. We've got embedded images, which is powerful because we know a picture says a thousand words, and even though Twitter limits us to 140 characters, they know we want to say more. And so they're letting us do it with pictures. They're letting us do it with 30-second native Twitter videos. Uh, And there's lists now. So there's a bunch of new features and functionality and case studies of things we've discovered during this time that merited really not just an update, but a complete rewrite. And uh, to do so, I brought in uh, my fellow author, Dave Taylor, who's also authored many books. And we asked Guy Kawasaki to write the foreword and... The book is out there now and helping a lot of people, twitterpower.com.
1: Uh, absolutely. And I picked up a copy myself, and I would I, I highly recommend anybody going down the Twitter road to pick that up. Um, now, let's, let's go back to the beginning, because I think this happens probably in more cases than not. Uh, people hear about Twitter, you know, I've got an online business, or I'm starting online, I need to use Twitter. So you head over to Twitter, you set up your Twitter account, you tweet something, and you go... I got no followers. No, <laughs> now what? No, nobody's listening. How do, you, how do you create momentum as somebody that's just getting started uh, to start getting followers and to start building that up?
0: That's a great question. And you know, getting started in anything is always one of the most challenging hurdles to discover that, okay, I can really do this. So on Twitter, the key is to really start following people that interest you. Uh, whether it's in things that interest you personally, celebrities that you like to follow, brands that you'd like to follow, products that you use, and then do a search by a hashtag, which is basically the Twitter search term we use. It's just a pound sign before whatever the word is we're looking for, that is uh, searching for products or services in your particular niche. So you know if you're a camera shop going online, You might do a search for hashtag camera, hashtag photography, hashtag Nikon, Canon. And that's going to pull up tweets of people that are talking about the same thing. And you might discover that uh, there's some real experts out there and you start following them and you're engaging with them. Somebody might ask a question about a Canon camera and you might have the answer. You answer that question. And then they're like, oh, thanks for the answer. And now they might follow you. Your answer is real good. They might favorite your tweet or retweet you and share your answer with their followers. It's very much the idea of bringing value to the conversation and trusting the process, that the more you engage, the more you give, the more you bring your expertise and your authentic self to Twitter, the more people are going to pick up on that and say, I want to follow this guy. I want to follow this gal. They know something. They're interesting. And that's how you start building by entering the conversation. I, I kind of, Derek, I like to see it as, you know, you go, let's say somebody's invited you to this big party, but you don't know anybody there. And you walk into this room and you're a little overwhelmed because there's just hundreds of pockets of people in their little circles, some of them in groups of two, some of them in groups of 20. And they're, They're laughing and they're talking and you walk by a group and they're talking about something totally uninteresting to you and you keep walking and then you walk by another one and they're talking about how the bears, you know, lost again and you just can't stomach any more of that. And then you come upon another group and they're talking about a TV show that you love. And so you kind of make your way into that circle and you listen and then you enter the dialogue in the conversation when you have something to say. And now... You've made yourself part of this conversation, and it's. I, I love the visual of it, um, the metaphor because it really is human nature. This is how we work, this is how we relate to one another, and Twitter is all of that without us being in the same room in the same place at the same time,
1: right? Right, yeah, no, I, and and I think there's a fear, you know, people, well, it goes to, but back to forums, I think it's about you know. 90% of the people lurk and 10% actually participate, right? And I, and I see that on Twitter as well. So uh, getting involved in the conversation, getting out there and, and participating is, from what you're saying, is is the only way, right?
0: Yeah, I, uh, so there's people that recommend you buy followers. I'm strongly yeah. opposed to that. Um, inflating numbers just to impress people is uh, is not going to get you more engagement and more interactivity and I look at it this way if somebody's courageous enough to to start a business or to believe enough about the product or service they're selling, then they're courageous enough to take that step and engage in conversation
1: Got it so now, looking at you mentioned buying followers, you mentioned uh, not doing that, and I, I totally agree you know you can go to Fiverr and you can you can buy a thousand followers that 's not going to do you any good um, but there's also and this is a question I get all the time is how do I outsource this? Can I pay somebody to do Twitter for me and my personal opinion is as a small business, you need to be kind of the voice of that business and it's very difficult to outsource. What's your position on that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, social media is uh primarily about authenticity. It's about bringing your best self or your worst self as long as you bring yourself, right? It's okay mm-hmm. to even have a bad day on social media because then people go Wow, I can relate to that. You're struggling with this, that, or whatever it is. But bringing yourself, I think, is important. That's why I really love the brands, especially the big brands that put a human face with their Twitter profile rather than just a company logo. When Mm -hmm. I see a human face, I'm far more likely to follow a brand because I know there's a real person there who is in charge of managing the relationships with their their customers uh, via social media rather than some faceless, nameless person that's hiding behind Coca-Cola or McDonald's or whatever and you don't know who they are you're dealing with. You're you're dealing with, it's a sterile type of environment. And I want real people that have uh, real likes, uh, you know, that they're willing to share. I would much rather see a brand, uh, person posting for a brand telling me that, you know, they enjoyed a TV show or a certain song that's out now than telling me that they've got a new flavor of Oreo cookie. You know, just show me a real person.
1: Yeah, yeah. The – now – As Twitter's continuing to evolve, so we've been talking about participating in conversations and and such and building your following that way. But Mm -hmm. Twitter's now evolving. Obviously, they need to become profitable as a company. I'm not sure if they are yet. Do you know if they are?
0: Uh, You know, I think Twitter is struggling. Twitter's making some missteps. And I'm actually uh, – while you can't ignore the platform because there are so many people using it and it is such a ubiquitous part of of the social media scene. I think Twitter needs some help in order to um, retain people who sign up. Because the fact is, even with 300 million active users, they've probably had a billion people sign up. That means there's 700,000 inactive users. That's a big problem, especially when Facebook has done such a great job of capturing 1.4 billion users that use it regularly.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and, and honestly, that's one of my beefs with Twitter is is there are so many dormant accounts. I mean, uh, I'll be honest, I I had a problem. Somebody grabbed my name before I did on Twitter, mm, squatter, and, it, it, and it's it's sat there now for I don't know, probably you know, t- just about a decade, I guess. Uh, and I've been unable to get Twitter to even move on that, although nobody's posted to it in many many years. Yeah, right?
0: Twitter squatters, you know, Twitter squatters are, are horrible, and and I think that Twitter should have a policy that. If you have not tweeted in a year, we send you a warning. Yeah. And if it's two years, we take the name back. You know? yeah. And, and that, I think that that would be more than fair, plenty of time for somebody to decide whether they're going to use it or not. If you're not going to use it, get off the domain, get off the, the, the name.
1: Yeah, and I, and I completely agree with that. I think, I think though, they're balancing that against the, the marketing hype of claiming X amount of accounts, right? Um, so if they had to shut all those accounts down, that might deflate their numbers. Now, that's my speculation. I don't know if that's the case, but I'd love to have my account back. So. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, the, <laughs> the numbers that they claim, are they're saying that there are accounts that are active within a month. That's yeah. where they're pulling the three hundred million number from. Is that accurate? Who knows? Who knows who massages numbers and for what reasons? All I know is that Twitter needs marketers. They're they're not doing a good job with um selling advertising. I yeah. don't think they know really how to monetize this thing. And since they're a public company now, uh shareholders aren't very happy.
1: Yeah, well and that's it. And that's where I, I... Because they're a public company, I was hoping that this was going to cause them to evolve quite quickly and develop a a good paid advertising platform that made sense as Facebook did, right? Facebook now has a great platform. Where do you see that going with Twitter?
0: Uh, So I think Twitter could really get a leg up by opening up an AdSense-like platform that uh, make, make the tweets embeddable on websites and allow advertisers to contextually hit uh, other sites, right? Because there's plenty of us that would love to have other ways to monetize our websites. I'd love to see Facebook do it too. Tell me that they don't have enough people that are willing to to pay to have their posts show up on other sites that are targeted for them. And I think they could pull it off, but Facebook um, likes to be really insulated.
1: Yeah, yeah, they absolutely do. Um all right, so I think we're 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 running out of time here. So uh last question I wanna throw to you is, you know, over the years there's been you know, tons of tools, tons of automation uh, for managing your Twitter accounts and researching and stuff like that. Is there anything out there that you would say to the listeners? Hey guys, this this is a great tool for helping you automate, grow, research on Twitter.
0: Well, when we talk about automating, I think it's important that uh, we understand we're talking about scheduling yes. tweets. For example, yes. I'm not a big fan of auto. Um, DMing, direct messaging somebody when they, when they follow you. And there's people that do that still. There's tools you can use that when somebody follows you, it automatically sends them a DM and it's it copy and paste. It's, you know, it's canned and it's yeah. not real. I don't, I'm not a fan of that. I've tried it um, you yeah. know, because we, we've all tried these things and then we make a decision. Is this workforce or not, and I'm not a fan. But there are good scheduling tools like Hootsuite and Buffer that, let's say, you know, you've got some things you wanna share during the day or overnight, but you're gonna be in meetings or whatever, and you wanna drip it out over the day. I have no problem with that. Um, What I have a problem with is when people put stuff out there and then they never look at how people reply to them, or if there's questions that come up. They use it as a one-way broadcast tool. And they, they never favorite, they never retweet other people, they never reply, and that removes the social from social media. They're treating it just as a broadcast channel, and that's not what it is.
1: Agreed, agreed. And and to that point, um, I would second, you know, I'm a big fan of Buffer app. I've used Hootsuite. Um, I think it's great for bigger organizations, but for those getting started, Buffer app is just a fantastic tool for I, scheduling. I agree. Um, So yeah, totally uh, echo your your comments there. And, uh, you know, last question for you. And I said last question was the last question, but I got one more for you. (laughs) Uh, So uh, any tips to, you have 140 characters. Mm -hmm. That's it. Any tips to maximizing the value of those 140 characters?
0: Well, the short answer is choose your words, you know, carefully. But um, the more colorful answer is use photos. Uh, You know, people love pictures. And now that we can embed photos into the Twitter stream so people don't just see your words but see your pictures, they're very attention-getting. Videos as well. But especially pictures. Uh, People aren't quite used to seeing videos on Twitter yet, which could be a good reason to say do it now because they could grab eyeballs. But I'm a big fan of making photo quotes where I'll take a picture of either myself or somebody else and I'll use an app like WordSwag or PicLab or Canva to create a really attractive uh, photo quote that puts uh, some nice um, uh, type design some sort of quote, usually my own on top of this photo and then post it. And people really seem to enjoy that. I know I do. They, yeah. they like them, they favorite, they retweet them, they engage with them if they touch them. And, and those photo quotes can be something that's educational. It could be something that's inspirational. It could be something that's just plain funny. In fact, I got such a great response to these that one of the books I published is nothing but the, uh, a photo quote on each page, along with a one-paragraph description of the idea behind, you know, the the origin of this photo quote, what the story is, and wow. I, I called it Social Poetry.
1: Yeah, yeah, fantastic. So, sorry, I was just writing that down. So that's called Social Poetry. Yeah, in
0: fact, uh, Derek, I wanna offer a gift to sure. all your members. Um, I, I wanna give them a free copy of Social Poetry, along with a free copy of the latest edition of my AdSense Secrets ebook. If they want to make money with Google, it's almost 300 pages and uh, it's for sale on Amazon, but I've got a special link that uh, I want you to just don't don't share publicly, but share with your members. And sure. they, they can go to com.us, C-O-M-M.us. That's my, yeah. that's my URL, URL shortener. Um, Good. Forward slash Joel bonus. And sure. uh, on that page, they'll be able to access three books that they can instantly download. And, and that's just uh, my, wow. my way of saying thank you for um, having me on the show. And, and uh, for those who are listening, I hope they've enjoyed the content and are able to walk away with something actionable
1: well that 's fantastic and that 's very very generous generous of you and uh, for everybody listening i 'll include those links in the show notes as well so that uh, so that you can take advantage of those and i've i've been uh, i 've read many of joel 's books and they 're always packed with information usable strategies that you can use on your business to start getting more results so i'd highly recommend you uh, take him up on that generous offer so uh, Joel, thanks very much for your time today I muchly appreciate it i' enjoyed our conversation and I look forward to having you uh, in the future as we s- explore some of the other topics that you've mastered over your career
0: that's my pleasure Derek thanks again
1: all right everybody that was Joel calm and this is the entrepreneur ignited podcast and we've got some more incredible interviews coming up over the coming weeks so stay tuned make sure you're subscribed on iTunes so you don't miss out thanks very much have a great day
0: you're listening to the entrepreneur ignited podcast where we aim to simplify online business so you can make more money now here's your host Derek Gale